Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. It's good to have you with me. I'm not going to speak in this episode about what I really want to talk about because I've already spoken about it a great deal, and that is Ukraine. I am deeply concerned about Ukraine, and I'm pretty stunned by the response of the West and even some of the feedback that I'm getting. Uh, It's pretty amazing, some of the folks who believe that Ukraine is at fault in all of this. Even President Reagan's budget director, David Stockman, recently called Vladimir Zelensky a a clown and said that we should encourage Russia in what it's doing. And I want you to think about that, even though, again, this is not my topic for this episode. Uh, Russia is decimating entire cities, has created the biggest refugee crisis the world has ever seen. Millions of people flooding out of their homes, out of their hometowns, even out of Ukraine, millions now, the largest refugee crisis in the history of the world. They are targeting civilians on purpose because they are losing where they confront the Ukrainian army and air force. It's stunning. And yet, I've had people come back to me in social media, and what they are basically doing is making a case for Russia. It's stunning. It's as though uh, in 1939, when the Nazis flooded into Poland, overran Poland, that people are, were saying and are saying, they weren't saying this, but, but it's as though they're saying it today, um, that Adolf Hitler is a valiant Christian warrior and that Poland deserved it. That's, that's almost an exact parallel of what's happening now. So I'm pretty surprised. Uh, I'm, I'm going to see what I can do to help fix this, but that's not my topic in this podcast. How's that for an opener? <laughs> I, I say incendiary things, then I say, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about something that I think is very important uh, and yet not quite as much filling the headlines today. I woke up this morning, turned on the television, and saw that the IRS is overrun uh, by tax filings. Uh, overrun when it comes to rebates. Rebates may be months and months and months in delay. And it brought me back to something that I believe very strongly about American tax policy, something that it's a good time for us to talk about now. Uh, We're heading into midterm elections. We are uh, in tax season. Uh, We all know that something is wrong, something is broken. And I think I know what the solution ought to be. It's not unique to me, obviously. People have been suggesting this for generations. But I am an outspoken advocate for a flat tax system. It is, to me, the most fair, the most productive, uh, the simplest, um, and the most democratic in many ways. What is a flat tax system? A flat tax system is where the government simply charges a flat rate, a set rate for taxes for everyone everyone, including, by the way, some people believe, and I think this is probably a good idea, a corporate tax. So for example, you simply say everyone owes 10% of their personal income or 15% of their personal income in taxes. That's it. No no deductions, uh, no, no incentives. Um, all of that's removed. 
You, you, you lose the incentive for giving to a charity. You lose the incentive for buying electric cars. Um, those things, for those who advocate for flat tax, uh, those incentives are seen as ways that government controls your behavior. You either give to charities or you don't, but you don't get a deduction for it. And as a result, everybody's taxes are lower, except for those who haven't been paying any tax. And so the idea is that across the board, everybody pays a fairly low rate, 10%, 15%. Some people advocate 17%. And we, we, we know that this works because there are countries in the world that have already done it. I'm going to go through some pros and cons here in a minute. But we know that there are countries that have already done it. In Hungary, for example, a progressive tax rate, a progressive is where you have one tax rate for one income level and another tax rate for another income level, What we pretty much what we have now. Uh, they had at one point a progressive tax rate that ranged from 17% to 32%. But they replaced it with a flat tax rate of 16%. And then in time, they even reduced that because they did so well with it. And they have had stunning prosperity with it. By 2015, uh, the total government revenues were 24% higher than the last year before they instituted a flat tax. In other words, they removed the 17 to 32% tax progressive tax rates and instead went with just a straight-up 16% tax rate on all income. So everybody, everybody was paying less tax, except for those, of course, who weren't paying any tax, or uh, perhaps the wealthy who had you know, deducted their way out of it by, by having special arrangements and having mechanisms by which they could avoid paying any tax. You, you hear Warren Buffett complaining about this all the time. He says that he pays a lower tax rate than his secretary does, and that that's unjust. He's right. So in Hungary, by 2015, total government revenues were almost 24% higher than they had been. So we know that this works. By the way, in other nations, Estonia, Lithuania, other countries, they're trying this. Now, those are smaller countries than ours. uh, But the fact is, they're trying it, and it's working, and it's working beautifully. And so I'm, I'm advocating for this as I have for years, and I'm advocating for it now because what's going on with our tax system is becoming a farce. Uh, We don't want government deciding what behavior uh, we should engage in based on uh, deductions and discounts and things of that nature that it gives, tax incentives. Um, Buy an electric car because you want to buy an electric guitar, guitar, an electric car, uh, not because... Uh, government gives you an incentive. Give to your church, give to your place of faith, uh, give to charities because you care about those, but not because you get a deduction. You see, it makes it cleaner, leaner. Uh, It makes it more honest in a sense. Let me just give you quickly some of the incentives. First of all, it removes uh, confusion. We have an entire industry built around tax preparation. I'll talk about that in a minute. It's very confusing. You know what it's like to get those forms when tax time rolls around. It's why most Americans um, hire some kind of outside help. It's a very confusing system. Um, It would absolutely reduce the tax preparation costs. Again, most Americans, 7 out of 10 Americans, uh, get uh, some kind of outside help in preparing their taxes. They don't have any deduction at all. They usually spend a couple hundred dollars, and if they have deductions, it starts at $300. And I can assure you that people who uh, make more money than average spend thousands to have their taxes prepared. Why? Why should it be that way? Why should it be such a burden? Um, Some people worry about their taxes all year long. Why? 
That's why the founding father said the power to tax is the power to destroy. It can destroy your health. It can destroy your pocketbook. It can destroy a nation. The flat tax produces more revenue with less stress, greater fairness, and greater ease. And you don't have this entire industry of tax preparation that seems to be self-perpetuating. It absolutely encourages economic growth, no question about it, that you, you, you have more money uh, in people's pockets to be able to spend in the economy, and that produces economic growth, and the government is not starved. The government has what it needs to function. Flat tax works. It's a system that's already worked around the world, as I've said. Uh, it promotes local spending. You have more money in the pocket of the individuals paid at the local level, which is wise. Um, there are just a, a, a lot of benefits that obviously it encourages compliance with tax laws. People aren't going to be trying to sidestep taxes if their taxes are relatively low, if they're fair, if they're across the board. It works very, very well. It's a very good system. Now, there are some reasons to be anti a flat tax, and I want to be honest about that. One of the main ones is, I think, correct is a, is a criticism, but it's actually a correcting of a negative that's existing in our current system. Do you know that almost half of Americans don't pay any taxes? Almost half of Americans don't pay any taxes. In part, uh, this is because some folks are so far below the required levels to pay taxes. In other words, they are the poor in our country, the lower income folks. And some folks are the wealthy who simply know how to sidestep taxes. That We all, we all know about uh, steps and tactics for, for not paying taxes. And some folks who have a lot of money and own a lot of businesses and have businesses, you know, go, some businesses failing, some businesses prospering, etc. There are a lot of ways that you can sidestep taxes. Um, a great a great many of the wealthy don't pay very high taxes at all, and some pay zero taxes. Uh, I actually know some folks who own some uh, very prosperous businesses, and they'll tell me at the end of the year, I don't pay any taxes because I have losses that I can deduct, and I have this that I can deduct, and I have that that I can deduct. So almost half of America does not pay any taxes. Think about that. So let's focus on the poor. If you suddenly require uh, the poor to pay 10 or 15% taxes, their taxes go up. And this seems to be unfair. And I realize there's some difficulty there. Uh, and, and some folks who are in favor of flat taxes say that perhaps we shouldn't charge them for the lowest 20% or something. You still would have prosperity. You still would have good government revenues. But I think across the board, uh, it's, it's perfectly fine. Uh, I think it's perfectly fine to charge your 10 or your 15% tax rate across the board. Um, and this is going to sound callous, but people who are poorer uh, tend to use more uh, government services. It's appropriate to have them paying for them. And you can work out private plans to help them pay their taxes. Um, this is a dicey area. I realize it's callous. But yes, you have people who are currently not paying taxes having to pay taxes. But they're paying for services that they use. And they, they are also participating in the society and not just becoming wards of the state. I think there's a, a good case to be made that this is what should happen. Okay. Um, there are a lot of other benefits that some people cite as negatives. You remove entire layers of the bureaucracy. You shrink the IRS. You remove this entire class of people, this entire profession that's arisen, this entire industry of tax preparation. 
Um, it, it seems to be a wise step. I think most Americans would say if across the board you were paying 10 to 15 percent taxes, and this was also the tax rate on corporations, we would have a thriving economy. We would have the removal of control of our lives through taxation and incentives and deductions and what have you, um, and government would increase in its revenue pretty stunning. It sounds fair. The main negative is that people at the lowest end of the income stream, the lowest of the, the poor, would start paying taxes, whereas they don't now. In fact, there'd be a lot of people who would start paying taxes who don't now. now. And some of those are just people who know how to sidestep the process. I'm not saying they're criminals. I'm not saying they're being immoral. Um, if the government gives them uh, opportunities to not pay taxes, gives them deductions, gives them rebates, gives them um, systems for doing this, well, then they, they, they are not being immoral to use those systems. But those systems, those deductions, those things ought not be in place. It shouldn't be that a billionaire is paying a lower tax rate than his secretary. And that's a result of the way the system is built. But a flat tax rate would be fair across the board. And that's what should happen. So we could have a flat tax rate. We could shrink the size of government. We could see greater prosperity, see greater local investment, see higher revenues, see greater fairness. Now, there are obviously people who are going to oppose this. I'm not sure that many uh, institutions of faith would oppose it. Charities would probably oppose it because some of their giving they know is based on the fact that people get tax deductions for giving to that charity. They'll probably be opposed to that. The, the advocates for the poor would probably be opposed to it. Uh, certainly those who lobby for the tax preparation industry uh, will be opposed to it. And by the way, the IRS has its own lobbyists in D.C., and they will be opposed to it. So people will scream as though they're going to be cheated. But all it's doing is making the system more fair. I want to say again, I got up this morning, turned on my television, local television here in D.C., and what do I see? The IRS is overwhelmed. Tax, they're, they're, they're concerned they're not going to be able to handle the load. They're concerned they're not going to be able to make rebates. They are not serving the American people well. Why? Because the system has gotten so complex. And there are, in Congress's constantly giving incentives and deductions. And I'm not going to go through it all. I'm not a tax expert. But that we've got a great body of law. Have you ever seen somebody on the floor of the Congress stack up the IRS code, tax code, literally physically stack it up on a desk? It's 10, 12, 15 feet high. And the point is that it's gotten ridiculous, and a lot of that is because, again, and I'm not a hyper-libertarian, but government is trying to control behavior. Government wants us to buy electric cars, so it gives us incentives for buying electric cars. Some people can do that, some can't. Electric cars are very expensive. Well, so that's, that's not something that's helping the poor. Uh, government wants us to wants farmers not to grow their 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 crops, or it wants behavior of a certain kind. It's a it's a real mess. We can simplify it. We can remove layers of government. We can increase government revenues. We can be fair across the board. And by the way, we can figure out solutions for the absolute lowest level of income. We can figure that out. And still the country will prosper.
So I want you to remember that the founding fathers said that the power to tax is the power to destroy. We have a system that's not working, and there's a very simple solution. But we'll have to defy the outcry of the lobbyists, those who are invested in the current system, the IRS, perhaps even charities, and I'm an advocate for charities, uh, perhaps even our institutions of faith, uh, certainly the tax preparation industry. And we will have to build something that is fair and that works. And that, by the way, is what the founding fathers intended. When they were talking, when the founding fathers were talking about taxes, they were talking about flat taxes that applied to everyone and that generated government revenues. The idea of a progressive tax with an extensive system of incentives and deductions and what have you has become unfair. And it's interesting that some of the wealthiest people in our society are talking about that. Elon Musk, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, they're all saying the tax system's unfair. And these are guys who are fabulously wealthy and don't have to even think about their taxes. But Warren Buffett, bless his heart, walks in and talks to his secretary and finds out she pays a higher rate of tax than he does, multi-billionaire though he is. We need to listen. We need to make a change. And I'm saying it now. I've got a lot of people in Congress and the Senate to listen to this podcast. I'm grateful for you. I realize that I may be, be being overly simplistic here, but something in this arena that's been advocated for years, by the way, is the way to go. It benefits government. It benefits people. It's more democratic. It's more fair. It's less statist in the sense that government does not control behavior. And it produces greater prosperity. We're seeing this in Estonia. We're seeing it in Lithuania. We're seeing it in Hungary. And I believe other countries are going to do the same. So let's figure out a wise approach to flat tax and change the unfair tax system we have in the U.S. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times bestselling author, a popular global speaker, Senior Fellow for Public Leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.